Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, HW Plus Managing Editor Brennan Knapp joins Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler to discuss the biggest topics coming across the Housing Wire news desk. In this episode, Nath and Wheeler reviewed the recent announcement of approval for another round of stimulus checks and examined how this could impact the housing market. The pair also discuss why three brokers are gearing up for a potential battle in court with United Wholesale Mortgage and highlight what economists say is ahead in 2021. But before we listen, here's a brief word on Housing Wire's newest podcast. They say money talks, so why can't we? Housing Wire is thrilled to introduce its newest podcast, Girl Funds a show where we give you our two cents on money. We love to talk with our girlfriends about everything, except our finances. We're here to bring money back into the conversation, hosted by me, Brenda Knapp, along with our editor-in-chief, Sarah Wheeler. Be sure to join us every week starting this Wednesday for our girls' night focused on everything from how to pursue your dream of owning a home to affording your best friend's wedding. Each week, we'll have a special guest join us as we intertwine finance and friendship. Today, we're excited to have Sarah Wheeler here. She's our editor-in-chief, so welcome to our Facebook Live, Sarah. Hi, I'm always happy to be on here. Um, it's a pleasure, and we love spotlighting different people in our editorial room. We know last week we had James, this week we're excited to have you. And then also, for those who tune in next week, we'll also have Sarah joining us as well as we kind of take a look back at some of the biggest stories that came across for the entire year. So taking a recap of what 2020 held for kind of the housing industry and the mortgage industry and real estate. So. We kind of like to go through the same similar questions here, because as we all know, the news is changing constantly. So jumping right in, Sarah, to that first question, what is something that we should all be watching right now when it comes to the news? Yeah, so I think the biggest news over the weekend was obviously the stimulus bill going through, you know, lots of um, hand wringing last week and really for the last month, just wondering, you know, why this couldn't get done? What, what is the eventual shape of this? They did get it done. And so we now have a stimulus bill. And I think a lot of people have been focused on the $600, um, you know, coming through to, to people. And that's, you know, certainly a big part of it. That's just a stimulus check. But from for our audience, we really want to look at like, what is this? What's the, the impact on homeowners, um, renters who might, you know, who are looking to become homeowners. And so that's what uh, we are doing a deep dive on today. We had Jonathan... Um, 
Jonathan Reckford, who is the CEO of Habitat for Humanity, wrote an op-ed piece first last week talking about um, what the stimulus bill, he, what he hoped it would include. And one of the things that was super interesting in his take on that was that he really felt like there should be money for um, low-income homeowners. Um, there, there have been quite a few things for renters, if you think about it, but and, and for unemployed, but not so much for homeowners based on how much money they make. And yet that is a that's a huge um, you know, that, that could be a very big impact on our industry, right? And um, so I, I don't see that in this particular stimulus bill, um, but we haven't dug into it all the way yet. And, and if you look at the headline numbers, a lot of the times they're not looking at the same things we are, which is why we're doing the deep dive, which is why Housing Where exists. It's our angle for, yeah. for the news that our people need to know. And, that, and that's one of them. But I, I thought that was a great point that really they have sort of been left out of this conversation. And if you talk to industry people, they, we've had a banner year, right? Mm -hmm. Mortgages, never had a year like this year. It's gonna go down in the history books. We all, we all get that because of the, the low rates. But within that, you do see that um, it, it might be easy to overlook that low income homeowners are definitely struggling. And so, yes, we've had foreclosure um, moratoriums, we've had forbearance, but um, he had some really great things in that. So you know, I'd encourage people to read the op-ed on our site by him. It's called The Next Coronavirus Front, Evictions and Foreclosures. And his take on that is just really interesting. So that's one thing I would look at and look for the stimulus uh, coverage coming uh, very quickly, actually, here up on the site. So that's a perspective that I think is so vital that I'm thankful that we cover. I think it's important for us to cover and for everyone to just read. So maybe not just us covering, but I think for everyone to see the kind of the full picture. And it goes back to, I think, a lot of the headlines we have right now about how the future ahead is really shaped by different policies that are coming out or different legislation. And so this just ties right directly into some of those stories or the headlines that we've been kind of pumping out. Um, outside of maybe what we should be watching, I mean, you personally, or like, I mean, especially as our editor in chief, what's a story out there that has really piqued your interest? Yeah, I think really interesting is um, the, uh, we had a, a James Kleiman, our mortgage editor wrote, uh, three brokers go to war with United Wholesale Mortgage. So this is sort of inside baseball, but this is what Housing Wire does best, right? Is like, you know, what's going on there. And really the larger, the larger story there is about churning, um, which is, you know, the idea of like, you know, refining people maybe too quickly after their, their last refi with, with the lowering of rates, you know, the, the ultra low mortgage rates we've seen this year, you can see how that could happen pretty easily. Uh, but really what happened was uh, United Wholesale Mortgage, you know, reached out to a hundred of their brokers who had the highest percentage of turning, uh, the highest percentage of, of that kind of turnover of prepayment loans, prepayment of loans and said, hey, we want you to take a look at this. This is a problem. And, you know, you need to, you need to stop doing this. this these are our things. And three of the brokers, you know, 97, said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll comply. Three of them uh, instead uh, filed suit against United Wholesale Mortgage. Um, so we're really looking into like, well, what are, what are normal prepayment speeds uh, historically? What are the prepayment speeds this year? Is there really um, evidence of churning? Um, and, and what does that look like? And so to do that, James has really been reaching out to just a ton uh, of mortgage lenders and, and getting their take like, Hey, you know, if, if you look at this percentage, does that raise alarm bells for you? Or, you know, is that more normal? Or, you know, kind of kind of give us a skinny on that. So um, he's working on that story, really interested to see that. I think that that's a, you know, that's definitely a concern in a year like this. At the same time, we we're just looking at it for really, you know, comparing it to historic trends and also, you know, what does that mean for this year? So that's a story we're definitely going to be following. Um, you know, the the result of the suit and also the result of just like not just 
we're not just looking at those three people or just UWM, but like churning in general or prepayment this year, what does that look like? So I think that's pretty interesting. It's fascinating to look at how some stories, even though 2020 had a lot of like things we could have never forecasted or predicted, but still at the beginning of the year, I remember when we were at servicing, probably one of the last conferences we were able to attend, one of the top conversations that we were having with people there was about portfolio runoff. And while this is a little different, it's still in the same world about the importance of um, retention, maintaining your borrowers, having your borrowers for life, and how you have this whole portfolio there of borrowers and watching them to make sure you don't lose them, um, and how people are refinancing out of it and then going to a different lender versus sticking with who they originally used, and how that conversation has very much stayed the same. Maybe it, it shifted definitely because rates no one predicted where rates would be right now as they did when we were having those conversations back at the beginning of the year. But that's been, I think, an issue that has has been something that has closely followed by Housing Wire and those in the industry that we've talked a lot about. So now that we're diving deeper into that um, and how it's shifted in 2020 and going into 2021, um, don't want to be broad, but will be interesting to follow. <laughs> Well, it is so interesting and, and just the whole, um, you know, every economist we've had on has talked about, you know, through 2021, we're still looking at historically low rates. Um, at some point, they're going to go up, but the Fed was really clear last week that they're not going to, you know, they're not going to raise them, you know, 2021 as a wash, don't worry about it, that's not coming. And um, so it's it's going to continue to be an issue. At what point is it really in the, in the homeowner's best interest? to refine again. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's a, a super interesting story. And then, you know, uh, you know, pulling back a little bit, uh, UWM is, is uh, gonna, we all know they're gonna have an IPO and, and uh, we found out last week that's gonna take place on January 22nd. Super interested to see how that goes, especially after we had that giant IPO for Airbnb. Um, it's just really interesting to see how they're gonna value um, UWM and what that's going to look like. That has been one of our stories this year, especially the latter half of the year, is the IPO for mortgage companies. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I went years without without reporting on an IPO for a mortgage company, and then this year has just been like crazy. So, um, really watching that as well. I think it's funny that I years ago, because I took a break away from Housing Wire in the middle and I reported on Loan Depot, possibly doing an IPO before I left. Took a break, and it's like the timing was perfect for me. To come back in house and Lone Depot, and that story was right there, ready to be just picked right back up from where we started years ago. Um, talk about the long-term story coverage. Um, well, to wrap, something that we've been uh, closely following on with everything else. I know I use those wordings a lot, but what it is the Economist coverage and forecast that we've been putting out. So we've done a lot of look back at 2020, a lot of look forward at 2021. Can you go into that Economist and these forecasts a little bit more? Absolutely. You know, we did a, um, we decided to have an uh, economic um, really emphasis at the end of the year. Economic stories this year have been just huge. Uh, it, not that they're not important, but this year they just, I mean, we can tell our audience really loves these. They're giving them tons of love and traffic and engagement. And so um, we've had a series of economists on, uh, in addition to our lead analyst, Logan uh, Motoshami, who, who gives us his take on it. And um, the last one we had was um, Jeff Tucker. Uh, from Zillow. And so I, I think the, the common theme here is just a real optimism about 2021. We've had such an amazing year in 2020. And, you know, we recently uh, reported on the third person that we know of. There could definitely be more people who reached a billion dollars in origination this year. We do know that there are probably a couple of people who are just keeping that quiet, to be honest with you. So that number might be a little bit higher, but that's still a very exclusive club. 
But the fact that we even have three people and two of them from guaranteed rate, pretty amazing. Just shows the strength of the of the housing market this year. Amazing. Um, so you know, you see that optimism expressed throughout all of the uh, economic you know, the economists that we've had on. And one of the things is just demand. It's that demographic surge of millennials coming into the home buying stage. And really, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, whatever else is going on in the economy, if you need a place to live, if you're growing a family, a lot of times that that's going to um, override some other things if you've been able to keep employment. So we just see that demand that's not going to change in 2021. We talked about pent up demand from the um, from the coronavirus, and so hopefully there'll be some more inventory coming online for people who maybe didn't want to put their homes up during the pandemic. But the demand is the demand and low mortgage rates are the key to all of our the optimism that we're seeing from economists. And so that's just another great year. The only thing I would say is, you know, uh, we know that people in our industry they're not taking a lot of vacation. They didn't this year. Guess what? Next year looks like more of the same. We do have some people out of office today that we've gotten there. Uh, we know some people are taking time off, but I think it's going to be a banner year next year. I've loved being a walking statistic this year as someone who bought a home. I'm a millennial, bought a home because working from home in a tiny apartment seemed tough. And then we got a puppy because we had a yard. <laughs> and so the, feeding right into that. Um, but one thing I just thought would be interesting to note on bringing the young millennial perspective is I know I sent you the other day a TikTok and it was about mortgage and explaining compounding interest and like why you should get a home. And that TikTok video had over, I think like 6 million views trying to show millennials, young home buyers, what does, why is buying a home a good option and how does that interest work and why, how do payments work over time, over a 30 year mortgage. And to me, that was just a flag for, Hey, this video on literally just breaking down mortgages got over millions of views, which is above average on TikTok. And that to me is just like almost a real life example of th there's a lot of demand out there just for a TikTok video on mortgage to go that viral. That's so crazy. Well, and we know low rates are just such a driver. I mean, when I was young, back in the dark ages, right? I mean, uh, mortgage rates were in the, the you know, teens. Uh, you know, they were like credit card rates, right? So no one, when I was grabbed, would be like, oh, that's how I'm going to make a bunch of money. I mean, you're not going to sink your money into something that takes a 17% interest. But now, you know, I as a mom have told all my kids, you should be buying a house. I don't even care if you're going to live in it, buy it, rent it out. I mean, this is what you should do. And I, I think that, you know, people are seeing that opportunity. It's a better opportunity now than maybe it, it will be again for a while. So uh, I think it's going to be exciting. It's an exciting place to be for us at Housing Wire serving this audience. Well, I appreciate your time today, Sarah, and everyone for kind of tuning in, especially if you tune into this later during the week. Um, our news coverage is definitely going to last throughout the week. These are things that people are paying attention to that they need to, but we also, to echo what Sarah said, hope people take some time off during the holidays, rest, recover, because like she said, 2021 doesn't seem like we're slowing down. Not at all. Thanks, Brennan. So much. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Trying to get as much information and data as possible as you head into 2021? Well, our premium content membership program, HW Plus, is here to provide you with just that. To close out the year, HW Plus is hosting a 2021 Economist series. Not only will you get access to all of their forecasts for 2021, but you will also get access to our HW Plus Slack channel, where we'll be hosting weekly Q&As with these economists, giving you the opportunity to ask your questions directly to them. 
Sign up for HGB Plus today at www.housingware.com backslash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.